It's a podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to na 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 podcast, the Batman podcast for people who are stuck in quarantine. I'm Danny. I'm Bryce. He's Bryce. <laughs> it might be a little delay. We're doing this over Skype. Uh, this is the first time we've we've recorded remotely. This is I'm so glad to have uh, Bryce Chevalier on the line. We've wanted to to have him on since like the very beginning of this podcast. We've never been able to make that happen, but thanks to the quarantine, I finally buckled down and learned how to use Skype, and we're we're doing it. Totally, bro. This is awesome, man. They, they can't. For... They can't see you doing finger. <laughs> no, they get. It's just words. It's just yeah, just, words. It's just it's audio. Up. I'm seeing myself. I've been drinking, so I'm like hyping myself up right now. But okay, good to know. They can't see us. All right. Well, yeah. then I'm wearing a tube top. I feel ridiculous now. Right. I thought you'd be able to see this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a tube top. He's got a giant tiger in the background. That's actually true. The tube yeah. top, not true. <laughs> I do have a big tiger in the background. Tiger King. I do some streaming uh, video games. So this is my setup. So this is pretty oh, okay. cool. Very cool. Uh, so Bryce is a, he's a comedian from, from uh, Maryland. You're in Maryland, right? Yes, that is correct. Frederick, Maryland is my main base. Uh, Baltimore, D.C. I go out to Chicago and perform there as well. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I met you in, in Maryland, though. That's I think of you as a Maryland comic. I yeah, definitely. In Virginia and D.C. too. Yeah, you know, DMV is like really tight-knit. It's only an hour yeah. and a half pretty much everywhere, you know. Yeah. You can't really go anywhere else. But yeah, Baltimore. We met at a Sidebar Open Mic, Baltimore. Yeah, that's right. The yep, Sidebar. Yep. Yep, there, there's like two different places called the Sidebar, weren't there? Am I, I don't remember that? I don't maybe, remember. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, no, you might be right. You might be right. Um, but yeah, my buddy runs that bar, and he was like, come oh, out. Still going. Some... Yeah, oh, well, oh. Oh, well, I mean, you know current reasons it's yeah. not but yes it's yeah <laughs> sidebar still going. Uh, name drop dark mark he's the one running it now so yeah <laughs> drop that name that'll he'll get you really far you you tell him dark mark sent you he'll you'll get on that open mic <laughs> <laughs> uh I, so Bryce, what's what's your background with you're you're like a comic book guy right you, you super... know you know Super comic book nerd. I actually collect Flash comics. I've gone oh, through. Oh, okay. And so I've, I've got a nice little collection of the Flash. He's my favorite uh, superhero across both uh, Marvel and DC, which is cool because the one we're going to be talking about is the DC Justice League. You right. know. So yeah, I'm very familiar with all things comic books. Uh, love the love the like things like Hush, where those they're graphic novels, but they're mm -hmm. comic books, right? And then. Um, Super nerdy thing that I've been doing recently is I've been watching listicles on uh, YouTube okay. about like 10 times the Hulk died and yeah. it and super well researched and they like show you, you know, what issue I love was. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I, I just found it one day and now they keep recommending new ones. It's like yeah. 10 times uh, the Avengers fucked over the Hulk or whatever. <laughs> and it's like they just did terrible things to him. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh I never know what to search for on those things. It's just whatever happens to be on my like front page. It's like okay, that's yeah. what I'm. That's whatever YouTube recommends. I'll check it out. Yeah. 
So what about uh, Batman specifically? How how familiar are you with uh, with the Dark Knight? Very familiar. I actually own. Uh, it's a book. It's called the. It's the guide to being Batman or the uh, Batman hand guide. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Hush actually came out, and like the graphic novel came out somewhere around like 2008 or something like that. And that's what, yeah. It sounds. And there was another one called Kingdom Come, which was like about uh, all yeah, that just, Alex Ross. Yeah. yeah, those things. Oh man! So what? What would happen? I was living in Indiana at the time. This is totally true. And we were like eighteen, and we would go to Barnes and Noble, and we would go to the graphic novel section, and we would steal as many graphic novels as we could. <laughs> <laughs> we had like, it was me and like four other guys living in like a two bedroom place. <laughs> we literally, we knew you had to rip off like the second or front page because that's where the digital like thing that sit on the alarm. <laughs> you had to rip out that front page and. And then you were free to go. <laughs> so we were like stealing all these superhero novels. I'm not even joking. This is one of the things I wanted. To... This is bringing back so many memories when I was watching it. And so, yeah, we just kept stealing these awesome graphic novels to the point that the Barnes & Noble in Indiana had to install a new camera in the graphic novel section. <laughs> like they knew. They knew. It was crazy. So, You're exactly yeah. the kind of person Batman's trying to stop. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would totally get <laughs> my jaw broken by Batman. Like, I don't think I'd ever fight him, though. You know, like, in every Batman situation, these thugs literally go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they I still do. As, as I was watching this, there's a scene where... Uh, it, Bane kidnaps some some girl and like uh commissioner he's like demanding money commissioner gordon sends in the the money and i was thinking if anyone i knew got kidnapped i would just send the money i would never consider not not doing that i would absolutely negotiate with terrorists i would negotiate with anyone yeah these are like super terrorists too yeah. <laughs> you know oh yeah they go for it you know what i mean that's yeah. crazy um so yeah, I was definitely a criminal during these times. Stealing <laughs> the guide, I stole the guide on how to be Batman. <laughs> it's all like, and that book is really cool. I don't know if you've yeah. ever read it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does a really good job. A friend had it, and I, I borrowed it at some point. I, I remember page one said, "Don't steal things." That's <laughs> yeah, first Barnes and Noble. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how poor you are. Yeah, it's the uh, first. How to be Batman? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be a criminal. Well, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have known it until I got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. So we're watching every Batman movie from 1943 to the present, and today we watch Batman Hush, which is based on the the graphic novel of the same name. But it's it's not really. It feels like it's a totally different story. They just slap that name on. It it takes a very different path. And the the big twist at the end is very different mm -hmm. than than the comic. Like I I was getting close to the end. I'm like, how are they gonna? There, there's all these like important plot points like haven't happened yet. How are they gonna do this in, like 15 minutes? And I get to the end, like, oh, they're just not. They're just gonna drop like a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, that's why I think um, it was nice to read the graphic novel before watching the movie. Um, the movie did a really good job. I was definitely like, uh, e uh, the, the, the twist is different um, in the comic and the movie. And so even as a comic reader, I was still surprised. I was yeah. still like, oh, 
holy smokes, this is crazy. They totally went with a totally different vibe on the ending. And I was still for it because actually uh, the Riddler's a big part of it in the comic as well as the movie. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so uh, Enigma, you know, the Riddler being a part of it was uh, was really awesome for me. Yeah, I um, oh, let's just let's just jump into it and, and start talking about it. And we can talk about how it different differs as it as it goes. Yeah. Uh, it starts off with uh, Bruce Wayne attending an evening party where he meets Selena Kyle and his childhood friend, renowned brain surgeon Thomas Elliot. It it uh, I mean this is close-ish to the the comic, but it it feels so weird to me that um, in the comic, like Thomas Elliot. It comes back and they, they've reconnected. Yes, this, like Thomas Elliot has just been around. He's just some friend of Bruce Wayne's. He's like Bruce Wayne's best friend, who Bruce Wayne has never mentioned ever, before. ever, ever. It it feels like like some sitcom where they're like they're they've been going on too long. It's like oh let's just bring in this new character. It's like oh this is my cousin who I've never mentioned. Yeah, you know they definitely assume a lot right from the beginning like you're supposed to know who selena is you know what i mean you're supposed mm-hmm. to and then it, it and it translates to this that they both know him right didn't he like bring them mm-hmm. both drinks you know what i mean like i just i just yeah. watched it so like so like he it almost feels like there's this like triangle already and yeah it's a very assumptive beginning you really have to know a lot about batman to just jump into this movie like so many characters show yeah. up that don't that aren't even explained you know what i mean yeah, and it's also uh, it's the 30, 30 something thirty thirty fifth film, the DC animated universe, and like they they have like a pretty tight continuity to it. They're referencing like events from the the last uh, movie and the the DCAU right, the DC animated yeah. universe right is yeah. one of I think is better than the Marvel animated universe by leaps and bounds, bro. I watch them both. Yeah. Somehow Marvel's so much better at live action and DC's Marvel, so much better. Marvel, yeah, that's it. That is the weird thing because I watch yeah. both live action and I watch both animated. And Marvel live action like gets it, you know, like when they're punching people, there's like weight to it, and it feels yeah. like, you know, it feels like you know they're superheroes, but in the most real way possible. You know what I mean? And right. uh, DC uh, live action are like. It's just there's the suspension of disbelief. You just don't feel like it's real. I'm just disconnected by a little bit. But the reverse is true. Uh, in the Marvel animated movies, I'm like, this is the fakest thing I've ever yeah. seen. And then I watch the DC animated movies, and like Batman's like literally getting his face crushed. And like uh, there was one, it was actually uh, the live action Aquaman movie was the script was pretty much ripped right from the animated movie. I don't know if you know oh, that. Was it? Yeah, I had no, watched. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, I'd watched them both, and so and so I had watched when the uh, the Aquaman animated movie came out, and I was like, "Yo, this was dope." At one point, that redheaded chick throws this water thing, and it just like rips this dude in half, and you see his oh, head fuck. flying up. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there, like, "Oh my god!" You know, like you see animated movies really go hard, like people get yeah. fucked up. And uh, Hush was no different. Like Batman, it you know it portrayed a lot of the the fucked up parts from the the comic that I really wanted to see. Like Batman just getting really destroyed, you know. Yeah, it gets pretty brutal at, at yeah. points. Um, so uh, they're at this this party, and then uh, he receives an alert from Alfred about a child who's been kidnapped by Bane. Um, 
and then he, he goes and fights Bane. I had a, a note here that, but first of all, Bane is not Hispanic in this. For some reason, they made no attempt to give him any kind of Hispanic accent. Yeah, I did. I actually didn't even realize that. You're totally right. Yeah, and then they they the new they made Venom, him... the new Venom yeah, takes him takes him away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes him white. <laughs> yeah, like... oh man. They they made him like stupider, and then they they had some line about the the new Venom. Yeah, uh, makes yeah. him stupider. Yeah, yeah. Which the whole like, I, I'm glad they they why not just make him smart? Like, why are every movie that Bane is in, they just want him to be this dumb cretin instead so, of making him? That's actually a huge complaint and a large in uh, the uh, the comic universe because in the comics, yeah, you're you're told Bane is actually like a masterful tactician. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. There's a reason he's in charge. And then they just um, and that's why in the comics, I was I looked at the difference in the in the comic book for Hush, it was actually Killer Croc. And uh, that makes more sense. It, which again, yeah, a little bit more brute force. However, you know, I think Bane is just a little bit more iconic with, you know, him being a big part of the last Batman movie. So they just right. wanted him in. But yeah, so when I read that, I was like, okay, that rem- rem- I remember that. And then, um, yeah, they do make him really dumb. He's supposed to be like a really smart guy. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why this... he's so dangerous. Yeah. Other than um, uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, he's like consistently portrayed in adaptations is really stupid like in uh, batman and robin he's in that he's just this mindless goon just always just smashing through walls and stuff and just yeah know, smashing and and then all they have to do and it's like kind of funny because it's always iconic you're just always waiting for them to somehow get the plug on, his, on the back of his neck yeah like either yeah, cut yeah. It, it out you know what i mean it's like yeah you know, can't you build like a suit where it's not just a huge <laughs> plug, like waving? It just even like him moving around seems unlogical. Like, can you like reinforce those tubes? Like the, the <laughs> fifth time somebody cuts those, can't? Don't you think like there's got to be some way? That's what I'm saying. It's 2020, bro. Yeah. Like you can have like a flat tube under yeah. a suit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Make it it's some just... sort of a pipe or something instead of just a tube. <laughs> yeah, there is another good one. Yeah, have it be internal stints yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. there's just so many. It is always the big tube out of the back of the head. They've just never... Oh, except uh, Bane in the in the live-action movie, which was a right. great portrayal of him. He had emotion. I thought that was pretty good. I, I mean, it, it was a great character. It felt like he was so far removed from Bane that it's it's just not even the same character he's not yeah, for, hispanic for sure. he doesn't use venom he's no, not... no 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 i was talking about the live action one with uh with yeah, tom yeah, hardy yeah. right that one right. oh you thought that one wasn't he wasn't he, I, I, I thought he was a lot character. smarter he was oh, definitely no? smarter yeah he didn't have venom that's he didn't true wear the, that's the true. luchador mask i was... never noticed it was a luchador mask yeah oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is a luchador mask yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I never was he a wrestler. I don't know his whole backstory. He, no, he wasn't a wrestler. But I think it's just I, I don't know. If you grow up in like a Hispanic culture and you want to be this big tough guy, yeah. that feels like a way to go. He's like he's like a wrestler down on his luck. So he like yeah. comes to America <laughs> to do steroids <laughs> and fight Batman. <laughs> man, Bane's story's wild, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, crazy. So uh, he, 
Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. luchador, bro. That's crazy. You're bro. Yeah. <laughs> you should throw more elbows and hit people with chairs. That'd be way better. <laughs> oh I I've done 150 episodes of this podcast. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this kind of thing. I bet, dude. That's such a good one. It is just straight up. Like if there was a villain, it's the villain's luchador mask. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. So. He has a brief fight with, with Bane. Then he's, uh, Lady Shiva uh, shows up. And she tells him that an unknown intruder has used the Lazarus Pit and yeah. asks for his assistance in identifying them. This is uh, one of the things that in the comic, it's um, Hush has like, stolen Bruce's... He stole Bruce's parents' bodies, and also he stole um, uh, Jason Todd, the second Robin, his mm-hmm. bodies. And it's like kind of a big plot point that he's, it seems like he's going to resurrect them. And that was one of the things I was waiting to happen. It just nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, they just kind of like, and she showed up and then just disappeared, and it was never like mentioned again. And, yeah, it comes back a the, little at the very end. They they yeah, mentioned the Lazarus Pit. The, they mentioned, but yeah, it was it was just not like I said. Like I said, unless you had, they didn't explain what the Lazarus. Unless you had extensive no. knowledge of like lots of Batman stuff. You couldn't just watch this as like a first time, you know. And also, she just asked Bruce for for help with with uh, taking care of this. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll get to that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it never... just walks away. It just like totally disappears. <laughs> he just totally forgets about that. <laughs> he never tells her when he finds out. He's not like, "Hey, I figured it out," you know. <laughs> He's just, it's just he didn't totally even figure it out. Someone did. Someone just told him. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'll get to that." Was, <laughs> yeah, he, he was like about to smoke her with the battery. It was like, oh yeah, another fling shows up. I should stop dating assassins. Like, dude, you know, like poor Batman, dude. Oh man, poor guy. Terrible flings. He's distracted because uh, after he rescues the child, uh, this is. Oh, you're you're glitching out a little bit. Can you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's here's what we may want to do. Terrible uh, things. So uh, this is yeah. We may want to if they can't see us, we may want to turn off our incoming video. It was nice to see you, but we can also do it like a phone call. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let me turn off the the video to save to save bandwidth or whatever. Yeah, good call. All uh, right, I just turned mine off. And I turned off my video. I could still see myself. I right-clicked on myself in the little corner, turned that off. Cool. All right. I think that'll be smarter. Great. Let's see. Although you are so handsome. It was so nice to see you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really nice to see you, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's been too long. Definitely, dude. So so anyways, uh, uh, Batman rescues the child. This is where Commissioner Gordon had had, uh, sent in. He's in, like, a robot with the the ransom money. And... um, uh, Catwoman swoops in, like steals all the money while Batman's talking to Lady Shiva. And then, as as Batman is in pursuit of Catwoman, a mysterious figure shoots his grappling line, and he falls to the ground, fracturing his skull. He's nearly c- killed by a group of nearby criminals until he's saved by Catwoman and Batgirl. Catwoman delivers the ransom money to Poison Ivy, who's controlling her through a hypnotic kiss. Totally true. Uh, interestingly enough, it was weird that she came back for him, even though she was still controlled at that time. You know, there seemed to be, especially, you know, later on, we'll talk about Superman as well. But it seems, you know, Ivy's powers were like, 
you know, interesting in this in this in this level. Also, just taking control of people. I didn't know she could do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's some precedent for having done that. She did that in uh, Batman and Robin, the the George with the Clooney. kisses, right? With the yeah. kisses, right? And that's, yeah, with the and kisses. Instead of instead of the nose plugs, he rips off the little the little fake the lips. wax lips. Yeah. yeah, the wax lips. Yeah. So there is precedent, but this one made it just kind of like way more intense. And allowed yeah. them to kind of like, it was almost suggestion based. You know, they weren't quite mind controlled. Um, I liked I liked how many people they got into this. You know, they really did a number with the uh, Batman uh, minor characters, bigger characters. You know, they did a good job of getting them all in there. Yeah, definitely. I just like I'd never really thought about it before, but it's to to have like one of your powers be that you can control anyone you can kiss. Like you've got to you've got to have uh, like a lot of self confidence for that. Oh power. my god! Yeah, bro. And also, <laughs> like you, yeah, you're dude. just kind of like ugly, and you get that power. It's just <laughs> pretty much par for the course. Just nothing really changes. You would never know you had that power. <laughs> you're, like, not, you're never just kissing people. <laughs> like, you know, you're just sad. You literally have the power to kiss anybody yeah. <laughs> and make them do whatever you want. Or what if you just. <laughs> You you think you have that power? You're wrong, and so you're just like going around like kissing people. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, sorry, I just thought I, I thought a lot uh, of black eyes figured out I didn't have that power. You know? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, there's like just... a meme. It reminds me of a meme. It's like I thought I had mind control over ducks, but it just turns out that ducks and I have the same opinions on what ducks should do. <laughs> I love that meme. I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. Oh shit. Uh I like, okay, this is totally real. Uh that Ivy's become like a super lesbo in all most recent um things of uh DC uh plot and character development. Yeah. They re- yeah. They really drive it home that she's, like, bisexual. First of all, she has to kiss anybody, so of course she's kissing everybody. But she's right. supposed or supposedly was dating Harley Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she was super into I was, like, watching her and uh, Catwoman make out. Well, watching her make out with anybody, I was like, well, this, <laughs> this is hot. They made Ivy, like, a hot chick, you know? Definitely. And it's uh, there, there's so few really prominent LGBTQ characters in comics that having poison ivy be like really out there at the forefront is is really great yeah it's super awesome like totally it's and and they're sticking with it like that's the cool thing it's been a long time that they've just been like okay she is totally like swings anyway she's like a plant you know yeah 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 absolutely just she swings like a plant (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she's a pussy willow bro just blowing the breeze (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> She's, you know that old stereotype about plants <laughs> being fits. <laughs> you know, uh, plants are all gay. <laughs> both ways, bro. Whichever way the wind's blowing today. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting canceled after this. <laughs> this it's okay. Trap. It's called the podcast. Is called Nana 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 Podcast. No one will find you. No yeah, one can find yeah, this yeah. podcast. Ah, oh, Shane Gillis thought that they found him. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Boo. Nobody's gonna know any of this. Uh, People know Shane Gillis. I that uh, I was using that as a credit for a minute. Like I, 
<laughs> I lost the co- comedy competition to Shane Gillis. Oh, that was for credit. Who you lost? Oh, yeah. Nice, bro. Nice. That's okay, one thing I liked about when Ivy texted... Um, okay, this is, this is one of the things I wrote down. Uh, when Ivy texted Catwoman or Selena... What's her last name? Gomez? Selena Kyle. Kyle. Okay. I don't know. Where, oh, Selena Gomez is like a real person, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's, okay. uh, she's, <laughs> she's cat. Yeah. She's like a pop star. Yeah. Okay. Used to date Justin Bieber. Yeah. There we right. go. Okay. I'm putting it all together. Anyway, Selena Kyle <laughs> is at that party with Bruce and she gets the text and it says, Here, kitty, kitty. And that's, that's the text right. she gets. And, and I literally just watched it. Like, don't think I'm like a smart guy. Like, I just watched it right before I jumped <laughs> on this one. Uh, and I was like, Oh, so funny. Poison Ivy just cat called Catwoman. <laughs> I was like, I wonder, you know, or cat messaged her. You know what I mean? Like, I was I like, oh. when when uh, when Catwoman gets to Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy's like, say that that hold on, was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. My, my headset just. Oh, died. okay. Hold on. Can I change this? I can change it. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay. Say something. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry about that. I had to transfer between two headsets. Sure. So uh, I love when uh, when Catwoman gets to Poison Ivy and Poison Ivy's making her say, like, say that was perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, man. Poison Ivy's a freak, dude. Yeah. And Catwoman's <laughs> yeah. just like, it was perfect. She's like, no, no, yeah. no. Say it was perfect <laughs> yeah again there's like little bits of resistances and that's kind of cool you know there's a you know if it was like D it would be like i guess a, a constitution check no that's the hell yeah one of, the, for, for, one of those checks is like brain control and yeah. so it was really cool that like poison heavy had control really suggestive but like people fought it you know yeah there's also another little reference to uh to like the that was kind of a uh like what eartha kit would do in the the uh, 66 Adam West Batman. She'd say that perfect. And um, there's a, another reference. What a cool, to her. One. cool one. Yeah, where um, uh, later on we meet at, at uh, Catwoman's apartment. She's got a cat, and the cat's name is Eartha, just like yes. Eartha Kit. Oh wow, dude! I did not catch those. That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love. I love that when like writers are like paying attention and giving odes to like the old school stuff and like yeah. bringing them in new ways and stuff. Uh, speaking of cats, real fast, one of my favorite DC cats is that one who gets the re- uh, the Red Lantern ring. Do you know oh, who yeah. Oh, my God. I just learned about that character, and I, like, did so much research on it after I learned about it. I was like, no way. This can't yeah, be real. Dex, Dexstar. Dexstar, yeah. It, it, that cat fucks people up. And then the, the <laughs> and the DC wiki, my favorite part about the DC wiki is it was like, it has like telekinesis, it can fly and do all this shit. And then at the very end, it was just like, and has cat claws. Like that was what, like, <laughs> sometimes it just scratches the shit out of like bad guys. Like not, no powers, no nothing. Just straight up cats people in the face with their claws. I was like, that's hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the wiki for it now. It also says that he uh, he murders a Sinestro Corps member with his Red Lantern vomit. Vomit! Oh my god! Uh, yeah. yeah, this cat rules. Yeah, dude, the Dexstar is like, I think one of the best Lantern characters ever, just because of how wacky it is. You know, it's up there with like Squirrel Girl. You know, yeah. It's just, 
wacky enough but really fun and takes the whole thing in light of itself and you know you know they do those what if comics all the time so but i'm glad that one's like a staple yeah the the red the all the lanterns green lanterns orange lanterns red lanterns are are so much fun because they they can be so creative with it and you got like um i think it's mongo who's a, a green lantern who's an entire planet Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, it is a really fun, yeah, just letting people get imbued with stuff and, you know. Um, I Oh, dude, I did not know this. I learned about that, uh, about this like a couple months ago, about the whole series where Green Lantern loses his mind because his whole city's exploded. Mm-hmm. And he becomes like the biggest bad guy in the DC universe. And he's yeah, he like, becomes Parallax uh, <laughs> Zero Hour, I think it's called, right? Yeah. That storyline, again, when I learned about it, I researched it a bunch. You know, I didn't read the actual comics because <laughs> lots of money, lots right. of money and time, and you got to put it all together. But I, 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 you know, tried to find as much as I could about the story. And I was like, what a cool, cool idea. Because it was like the comic covers were like him with like 18 Green Lantern rings on and stuff. Yeah. I was like killing lanterns and taking their rings, just powering up. And I was like, whoa, so crazy. And also for them to take such an iconic good guy, one of the main members of the Justice League and make him the main bad guy. It must have been so cool for readers, like getting the comic every day. You know what I mean? It must have been fun because it's like, what's he going to do next? Like. Oh man, I could only, I've wanted to do one of those things where I like go and rent or not rent, but have comics, like get the newest flash and then put it in a file cabinet for me. And I go pick it up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I know, I know comic book stores do that. I just never pulled the trigger. Cause I'm more like, I like to search old bins of flash comics and piece together things that, you know, arcs that I have in person and stuff like that. I used to to do that. I used to buy comic books weekly, but it it can end up being such an expensive hobby. Like it, 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 it starts adding up real quick. Yeah, that's one of the, the again. That's one of the hard things about it. Uh, they you know they've done a lot with the digital comic book world, but there's something about having you know right in my closet right now. I got that little white box with all my Flash comics yeah. stacked. You know what I mean? There's something about having that. I I think I still got those uh, those long boxes at my mom's house, but when I moved to New York. It's like space is at such a premium up here that, and and money I just couldn't keep buying them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in the in the movie, so Alfred comics, uh, Alfred contacts Thomas, that's uh, Bruce Wayne's childhood friend who he's never mentioned before, uh, to remove the skull fragments from Bruce's brain. Batman recovers and visits Blackgate Penitentiary to interrogate Bane on the whereabouts of the money. Bane escapes, and Batman strikes a deal with Amanda Waller, who allows Bane's escape so Batman can track him. This was uh, this. They changed this from the comic, but I, I, I like this change because the way uh, in the comic, Bruce insisting he's hurt, and he like taps out a message in Morse code in like his semi comatose state that he wants Thomas to be the one to operate on him, and it ends up getting like so much more convoluted than it needs to. Having it just Alfred say like, let's just get this surgeon to operate on him. Just no, yeah, streamlines it. Yeah, no, totally for real. You know, uh, the comics. You know, of course, sounds like they were just trying to give bat. You know, h- keep him in control. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's a lot of trust factor with Alfred. You know what I mean? Like, he knows everything. He's willing to do anything. And so for him to make that suggestion was, like, really cool. Yeah. And it just, it, it, uh, it felt like in the comics they're kind of overthinking it. They're like, we, we have to give a reason why it has to be this specific surgeon instead of just, oh, he just goes to the hospital and that's just the surgeon who, who does it. it. It doesn't need to be that complicated of a thing. Yeah, no, not not at all. And again, you know, if we're making all these assumptions in the movie, let's just assume that everybody knows that this guy's his best surgeon friend ever. And yeah, you know what I mean? To the point that, you know, later spoiler later on, you know, Riddler even uses the guy, which was a big part of the uh, of the comic less less this one. But yeah, so I I totally got that. that was actually really and, you know, comically uh through the comic it still made sense you know as far as i was like couldn't you know i had read the comic first so i was like thinking on the comic terms and i was like okay great way to get us right back to it you know yeah so bane leads uh batman back to ivy's now abandoned greenhouse where catwoman is waller captures bane and returns him to blackgate Seeking retali- retaliation for ba- for uh, Ivy's manipulation, Catwoman offers information on her whereabouts to Batman in exchange for a kiss, and a tenuous romance blooms between them. Uh, Batman, Batman and Catwoman fly Ivy to Metropolis. Batman confronts Lex Luthor, who's now a probationary member of the Justice League, for m- information on a delivery list of uh, ethylene compound to track down Ivy's location. This was, I I missed a movie in here. There's a movie that we were going to do, and then somebody had to, to cancel and we rescheduled, so we're going to cover um, Reign of the Superman in a few weeks. But I, I don't... That's a good one. That's a good one. I've seen it's it. It's a good one? Okay. Yeah, so it's I, like Super, Superman's dead or whatever, and all these other Supermen are showing up. Is that what that one is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when that's said, a good one. When Lex Luthor said he's in the Justice League, I was like, what the fuck is... Yeah. What did I yeah. miss? Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty good. No, I, I, I actually really like uh, Lex Luthor's uh, story arc in a lot of sense. I was a big fan of Justice League, the animated series, and then yeah. just Unlimited after that. And the one where he fights Brainiac, and he, like, gets all the way to the end of that thing, and they're like, they're like, it takes intellect level eight to see this code of life that you're about to see. And he's like, and it's totally just Lex Luthor, just like a human, and he's like, well, I'm four levels above that, so let's go. I'm like, oh my god, what a fucking legend, dude! You know what I mean? Like, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, super cool, super cool. So yeah, I actually really like Lex Luthor as a character that they that they brought into this. Um, I, I do too, and it's um, uh, it's Rain Wilson doing Lex Luthor from. Oh no! Re- yeah, oh, I love Rain Wilson as well. He's great. That movie Super with Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good, like a kick-ass movie where it's like they're not super-powered, but they're still superheroes, you know what I mean? Yeah, he just hits people with a wrench. With a wrench, dude, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's just one of Rain Wilson's other superpower things. <laughs> you hear some small squeaks, my dog is having fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not killing small animals. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, I also wanted to mention... Um, Oh, I don't know. Was this Mark Hamill for Joker? I mean, it, it might have been, or it might have been after The Killing Joke. That was his last time supposed to do it. And I think it's the same Batman from, like, all the Batmans. I think it's the same Batman voice guy. He does uh, them all. It was uh, Jason, Jason Spitzlack 
was played the Joker, and then uh, yeah, this uh, one was after the Killing Joke. The Killing right. Joke was his last one, right? Right, and then yeah, Jason it, O'Mara, who's the Batman in like all the DC uh, animated universe stuff, Son of Batman, Justice League War, Batman versus Robin, Death of Superman, yeah. Reign of the Superman. I love that they keep keep those voice actors as long as they can because it really adds to the. Um, suspension of disbelief you know what i mean like when i see him i know it's batman and then when i hear him i've got like five other movies where i've watched batman you know what i mean so it's cool that they do you know it might be it it might actually be cheaper to go grab a new batman voice every time you know what i mean but something about continuity really sells these uh whoever whoever's in charge of the animated universe is like paying attention you know yeah, I do love that there's there's such a tight con- continuity to it, and they don't just like gloss over like the things that happen in one movie are like referenced in the next one and have a f- long lasting effects. It's not like things just start over from zero uh, every movie. Yeah, no, it it is really nice. It it rewards me for watching more of them. I want to see the next one because I saw the last two, so I'm like, where do they? You know, uh, what's the new one? Red sun superman or whatever is that the new one that just came out yeah i think that's that's an elseworlds thing so i don't know if that's gonna be tied into the same continuity oh oh really oh yeah i I literally just saw it i haven't been paying attention so i was like oh shit there is a new one because i try like the constantine movies were really cool those were pretty good uh the aquaman one got ripped off it was so good that they made the live action anyway anyway i'm just (laughs) <laughs> i only keep track of this just because I'm, I'm trying to cover every every movie so i think the, every... there's like a, a justice league dark movie that's coming out in may that's the next one. Oh yeah i love those dark ones i think Constant- yeah. constitutes for the darker ones too i think swamp thing was in that it was crazy these are crazy was... movies yeah we skipped the first one I, somehow i just i just missed it we got to go back and circle around and, and do that one yeah definitely um, they need a good flash animated movie i don't think they have a good flash one what about flash Uh, they need a good flash animated movie like i said flash is my favorite can you hear me hello oh can you not hear me can you hear Uh, me yeah i I can hear you 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 can hear me now okay okay i hear you now okay cool all right cool 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 cool. all right so, uh, uh, I was saying, I was saying they need a good Flash movie. I don't feel like there's any good, you know. As much as I love the Flash and the Flash uh, television live action series was pretty, pretty good. I just mm-hmm. don't feel like the Flash gets captured well enough. I tried to watch that show and I just couldn't get into it. I all couldn't the, get into it all either. The, all the CW superhero shows, I just they don't do anything for me. They just feel very cheesy. A hundred percent. I actually own the nineties. Um, f- I own all on DVD, the nineties flash version with the guy oh, yeah? that they brought back. Uh, and I've actually met that guy, that flash, man, that dude is like a gargoyle of a human. His face is like <laughs> stone cut, bro. It's crazy. I was like, Oh my God, dude, you're the, flash. I've tweeted at him and he tweets me back. He's like a big vocal, like Democrat <laughs> and shit. Super crazy. But, um, yeah, the new one, I was just like, this is just like, um, it's like everything in the CW, very romance and emotional based. And I'm like, I want cool things. Um, <laughs> I, 
have one Batman fan fiction whole story writ out by the way, wrote out by the way. Oh shit. And, and and I was so mad when Hush came out. When I read Hush, I was like, damn, they stole some of the things that I wanted to do. But I was like, that really rewards me in a small way at the same time. And then uh, I have one like scene uh, with the Flash that I thought would be really cool. Just let me say it real fast because I'm sure. trying to this is fun. Uh, all it was going to be is like him like um, – so like it's a rocket like shooting off into space that's going to like blow up the moon or something, right? Whatever. It's going to hit the sun. Whatever. That doesn't matter. Okay. And, and so he's like hugging uh, – he's like hugging Iris West and he's like – and the rocket's like shoot. You see it in the background. and But in the, in the midground is a mountain – and in the foreground is him and Iris West, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, and he's like, you know, I have to go. And she's like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna run, because that's all he does. That's all. Yeah. That's all he. He's like, I'm gonna run, and he like runs up the mountain in such a way that he just flings himself at this rocket and smashes through like the hole to get inside it as best he can. And I, I I've always just imagined that such a cool. He just flings himself like he has yeah, no other I love choice. That. Yeah, such a cool and he, and it boils it down to what the flash. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm. He's not gonna say I'm gonna go fast because that's like you know the meme of yeah. Sonic. But pretty much that's all he says. He's like, what are you gonna do? He's like, I gotta run. And then yeah. another part in in it was like he couldn't for a while. He couldn't beat the speed of a bullet. I think that's a really cool moment in speed heroes in general. I like. Mm-hmm. Speed and uh, once you beat the, when you can beat the speed of a bullet, it's like a really cool moment for you. You know what I mean? You could always get faster than that, but if somebody it makes shoots, it, a, yeah, it yeah. makes it hard to get shot. <laughs> yeah, it makes it. Re- yeah, you really leveled up in the world of speed. Like if somebody's <laughs> shooting at you and you're just like picking bullets out of the sky, you know, all too often he gets like imbued with like super speed right away. He's just as fast as, and, and I really like, I really like him working up to speed. You know what I mean? He's like hurting himself at times because he's just too fast. He's not able to handle it. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Uh, so they, they find uh, Ivy is taking control of Superman and she commands him to kill Batman and Catwoman. So Batman observes Superman is subconsciously resisting Ivy's influence, holding back in his attempts to kill both of them. So he using uh, like, kryptonite uh, uh brass knuckles he he stalls superman while catwoman lets lois lane fall from the daily planet building superman breaks free of free of ivy's control to save lois batman superman and catwoman work together to capture ivy who reveals that she was uh being manipulated by a mysterious foe called hush hush convinces harley quinn to join him by showing her a kidnapped joker Bruce goes on a date with Selina, who's unaware of the former uh, superheroic identity to the encouragement of his family. Mm-hmm. And, and um, there's a, <laughs> such a weird scene where his, his son Damien calls him up and is like telling him to use protection and to. <laughs> what a weird scene! Yeah. What a weird scene for no reason! What a weird thing to say to your dad. <laughs> What a weird! I hope you, you and like and also Bruce is just listening. Like he's not yeah. even like he's not even like you're my. He's just like lay it on me. Let get it out, bro. You know. <laughs> and, I can't and imagine telling that to my dad. Also, 
that would have been the perfect time to tie in that the chick they saw earlier was his mom, but they totally floundered that. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't that his uh, mom? No, Lady Shiva's not his mom. Uh, his mom is Talia Ghul. Oh, I thought that was Talia Ghul. Oh, Lady Shiva. Who's Lady Shiva? Uh, Lady Shiva's. I I don't know why they used her because, as far as I know, I don't think she's associated with the the League of Assassins. Oh my she's god! Just... I just made that person Talia Ghul in my head, and assumed that Lady Shiva was like her like stage name. You know, like yeah. oh my god, was it even his mom? It makes it even weirder that that chick shows up out of nowhere and then disappears. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, the more I think about it, that should have been Talia Ghul. It would have made way more sense. Lady That's Shiva has nothing what... to do with the League of Assassins. That's what I I literally I you know, I was watching the movie, but when I see certain characters, I'm like, okay, a dark haired uh assassin group person talking about the pit, that's gotta be Talia, right? That's what I was thinking in right. my head. So just stop paying attention when he said his thing. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, what a weird pick. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so I do like that they brought up Damien because I do like Damien as a character, though. I think he is a very good, um, albeit sadistic, uh, Bat uh, Robin. He is yeah. pretty good. Is this after? Is this after he beat up the Joker? Or are we still before that? Uh, I think this would be after. Okay. Okay. At one point. At one point, Batman. I wrote this down. At one point, Batman. Oh yeah, it is after. It's after the whole. Uh, it's after after the fight at the opera, and Harley Quinn is like there. Also, love Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is currently or was dating Poison Ivy, right? That's right. like the general canon, and I think mm-hmm. that's a power. To be honest, I think that's such a good mix of. Uh, a healthy relationship for Harley Quinn for the first time in her life after this, you know, insanity. You know what I mean? Like, good for yeah. her. For Absolutely. Her. Um, so, so, so at, in the movie, um, Batman busts out of the opera, and there's a dead guy. His best friend's dead. That dude, right? Tom. Yeah. What's his name? Thomas Elliot. Thomas Elliot. And in, in the comic, Thomas Elliot's the main bad guy. Yeah, turn, he turns out to be Hush. Yeah, spoiler. He yeah. yes, Thomas Elliot, and I liked that. I did like that more than the ending of this one, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, but I may have already said it. But I liked I liked the comic book ending more than this one. I did too, but I have to admit, as someone who knows the comic, like came in expecting it to be Thomas Elliot. Yeah. Uh, this this was a way of doing it where I was genuinely surprised by the ending. I did not see it coming I wonder, at all. Yeah, and that's what I texted you. I wonder if they did that on purpose because part of the Hush series was the big surprise at the end. So right. they wanted people who read the comic, who understood that this was a big shocking moment, to be shocked again. I appreciate that they changed it. Yeah. But I still think it was a better story the other way. Um, but anyway, they still they still did a really good job of making it. I was super shocked. I was super blown away by the shock in the in the movie. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so, so they come out, and this is one of my favorite lines of the whole of, of the whole movie. I'm a big fan of the Joker in general, as just like um, he's like he's like literally just an insane guy. You know, he doesn't have superpowers, just like Batman. He's such a good arch villain for Batman because they're Definitely. both. Like, they're both mentally ill, <laughs> like, you know, like people with uh, t- 
time and drive, right? Um, right. So they're they're great. They're really good mirrors of each other. Uh, so when when Batman's like uh, beating the shit out of him, uh, at one point, this is my favorite. Uh, Joker says, "Who is Robin these days?" <laughs> I thought that was oh, such I missed a- that. Oh, that's yeah, great. That was- that was such a good line to me because it's like literally always changing. He's he, he was like, I'm going to kill Robin. Who is he these days or something yeah. like that? And because I mean, he has killed a Robin. He before. has killed uh, Jason Todd, right? Isn't that? Yeah. Isn't that, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. He killed Jason Todd. And he's always like trying to hurt Batman and by hurting Robin. And so that was such a really fun line. Just who is Robin these days? <laughs> like yeah. Joker doesn't even know. It just changes so much, and <laughs> so much continuity has to be updated all the time. So I thought that was a really cool, cool line. Harley Quinn had a, a great moment too. Like a little <laughs> bit before this, um, she she bursts into the the opera, and uh, they're watching uh, Pagliacci, and she she knocks out the this the opera yep. singer, yep. and um, she's like, I gotta kill. Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and she's like looking around the audience and she's like pointing the gun. She's like, uh, you no, you, uh, 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 and I, I like that it, it would be like if, if someone told me to kill Elon Musk, I'd have to, I don't know that I'd immediately know what Elon, I don't more or less what he looks like, but he's not somebody, if you put him in like a crowd of like other rich guys, it would take me a few minutes to figure it out. Also, kudos to her for putting together that whole opera thing by herself. At one point, she shoots her own teammate. She shoots like yeah. another guy in a cloud. And she's like, oh, sorry, Rico. She's <laughs> really doing it out of love for the Joker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she whipped this whole thing together. She's like, I'm going to kill this guy no matter what. Rico means nothing to me. Just straight yeah. blast that dude. Yeah. Which, again, again, the Marvel movies don't do blood and gore. Like, there's blood in DC movies. I'm not. Yeah. There's only I, maybe some to a very small amount of blood in Marvel movies. I love how uh, just in, real DC animated movies are. I mean, this gets brutal, like in this scene, because uh, uh, Joker go, has apparently shot Thomas Elliot, and then he, he says that he's uh, innocent, but Batman starts strangling him. Oh my and... God, that whole beating. De- Dude, that whole beating down scene was so long, I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like literally Batman is just beating the Joker so violently and so intensely that I'm like, okay, this is too much. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like even me, it just was... somebody watching it, it was extended. His... Yeah. He has some great line about, like, uh, I want you to break your code, but for something I actually did. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, and and they kept Joker in such a good character to the point where he was like, he, he was like, Batman, stop, stop, and you think he's gonna say something, like, realistic, and he's like, uh, two people walk into a bar, and then Batman just starts <laughs> beating him even harder, like, it yeah. was just, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Joker, save yourself, bro, you know what I mean, like, it was an empathetic moment for the Joker, because you know he is innocent, you know, like, you right. got and so when you're just watching Batman beat the shit out of him, that was a really uncomfortable moment in the movie. Still, and that's kind of why the movie was really cool. So uh, in the in the struggle, um, uh, he he he's where he's stopped by Commissioner Gordon, who uh, stops him from from choking him to death, and then um, Bruce Wayne attends Elliot's funeral and deduces that the Joker is innocent. And that Hush must know Bruce's secret identity because that was, good, um, that was a good that was a good realization. Best detective in the world. 
Yeah, because Thomas Elliot has no connection to Batman. He only has a connection to Bruce Wayne. So there'd be no reason to to uh, attack him unless you're going after Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. So he foils a robbery by by Riddler, and then he chases Hush but fails to catch him. This this part fell. He starts to to assume every criminal is tied in with Hush, which is correct, but there's no way he could have known it at this point. Like yeah, just... they do that little weird montage with Catwoman and him like beating up everybody, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's like almost it really is like a montage. Like Yeah. They they're like deep into their relationship at this point. And this this was like fifty five minutes in and I wrote down that like this feels like it is the end of the movie. It feels like this really felt like it should have been like a two part movie. And this would have been like the end to, to one part. You're totally right. Yeah. It was a really, I actually, it, it actually took me out of the, again, the suspension of disbelief at that time when they're like, it was just like Catwoman like floating through the air with one of her high kicks and Batman like slamming slow mo, both of them. And then it cuts to them fighting two face and stuff. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It was like super unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, so after foiling this robbery uh, and and failing to catch Hush, uh, he's afraid for uh, Selena's safety, and he asks her to to leave Gotham. Uh, oh, this is what leads into the montage. He, he asks her to leave leave Gotham so she doesn't fall victim to Hush, and uh, he reveals his secret identity to her. And so they develop. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, okay, good. This is one of my talking points. Uh, during an earlier scene, Batman falls from a very high height and breaks his like skull. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the bad guys come up and take off his mask and get shocked with like a thousand volts. Right. But mm-hmm. then, uh, Selena takes his mask off and does not get shocked. She's like, <laughs> let me do it. And and the whole time I was like, wouldn't it be great if she just got shocked out the ass right there? <laughs> He's like, nobody takes off my mask. <laughs> That would have been really fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I was like, he must have like some like he must have been like squeezing one of his toes, like turn off, <laughs> yeah, turn off the electric mask thing, you know, like, <laughs> like there had to be a moment there. So Batman investigates uh, Thomas's office and discovers one of his patients was someone named Arthur Wynn, who sought an investigation, uh, an operation for an inoperable brain tumor. Nightwing and Catwoman investigate a graveyard break-in and are attacked by the Scarecrow. Nightwing is overpowered by Fear Toxin, but Catwoman defeats Scarecrow and gets Nightwing to safety. Uh, However, she's captured by Hush after Nightwing escapes. At Arkham Asylum, Batman interrogates Riddler, who reveals that he has been Wynn as well as Hush. Um, Wynn is apparently the the name of the inventor of the the crossword puzzle. Crossword puzzle, yeah. Yeah, that that was a really interesting scene. I liked that. I liked that. Yeah, and then um, Batman just like slashes uh, uh, Riddler's throat with. They a, never with a explain how he knew. They never explain no, how he knew. Not at all. I would have liked a little bit of it because, like, you're watching the thing, and he just literally just like fucking cuts that dude's throat right open. Yeah, and, and it's not blood; it is sand. They do a really good job of making it sand right away, right away. And, and if you're a Batman person, you're like, "Oh, fucking Clayface, right?" Yeah. Uh, but I wish they just explained how he knew because they never did. Yeah, it was just like a, a hunch, <laughs> just like that could have gone so wrong. 
Oh my god, right in front of Commissioner Gordon, he slashed <laughs> at that dude's throat. <laughs> oh my god. And Commissioner Gordon was like, what, what were you doing? Oh Why would you? Like, That's not really Riddler. I'm out of here. And then Batman was never heard of again. <laughs> I was pretty sure it was Clayface. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Look, interesting. I'm usually, I'm usually right about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a credit. I'm like wrong like one percent of the time. Like, <laughs> I'd still, I'd still let that man do shit. If he killed like one guy in front of me, we're gonna just chalk this up to a mulligan, bro. You're good. <laughs> How many people do you have to save to to be allowed to get away with like one murder? As long as he's not beating me up when I'm stealing books from Barnes and Noble, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, oh, really cool, really cool uh, side Batman fact because it seems to be a very Batman oriented podcast. Uh, sure. I'm a big fan of the Batman video games, right? Batman, yeah, Arkham Asylum and stuff. So in one of them, you do these like things where you can like X-ray people and you can see like their bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the um, in the um, in the game, the Joker is actually the Sandman. I wouldn't be surprised if the game stole shit from Hush in that. You mean Clayface? Or yeah, yeah, Clayface. That's what I meant. Okay, that's, yeah. I'm getting pretty drunk. I'm getting pretty drunk. <laughs> uh, shots and shit this whole time. So okay, uh, yeah. So he's Clayface, and uh, yeah, Stoneface was that uh, fl- guy who acts in the Flash in the nineties. <laughs> Boom, <Yeah>. roasted, <laughs> roasted that. I keep roasting. He's the nicest guy too. He's like super <laughs> sweet. He's amazing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um. So, so you scan every human in the game and they've got bones and the Joker's in Arkham Asylum. You have to do a lot of talks with him just to like progress the story. But if you scan him, he has no bones. And then at the oh. end of the game, it turns out he is Clayface the whole time. And the Joker's been somewhere else. Okay. So it's very, yeah, it's a great little detail. It is a poignant detail from the game, and then it showed up in this. It's something that I was like, one writer had to know that there has to be a writer somewhere that originally did that, and they've been running with it since. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Anyway, super cool. So uh, so Riddler is, uh, uh, Batman figures out where Riddler actually is, and he's kidnapped Catwoman, and uh, she's in like this death trap, and so Batman, uh, uh, Riddler like, pulls off or um uh, hush i guess it pulls off his bandages and reveals he's riddler he has this big like question mark shaped scar on his forehead that was really cool the question mark shaped i like that too really cool uh they actually found out that hush was uh riddler at the scene with gordon so he already right. knew what he got there um right. really uh one one more talking point i i want to make i'm sorry for interrupting man i'm sorry dude uh is um is in I think it was Hush one of my favorite Riddler moments Enigma um, was in Hush you know they mention uh, so um, this is the big reveal at the end of the at the movie Hush Riddler's Hush at the end of the comic book like we have alluded to or mentioned earlier it's Thomas L whatever that guy's name is the Elliot 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 Thomas Elliot yeah in the comic it's Thomas Elliot and Thomas Elliot and the Riddler are working really close together the whole movie uh the same thing happens Enigma comes to Thomas Elliot with a brain tumor tells him everything he knows 
and then somehow both of them, because they both know so much about Batman, I think they find out that it is Bruce. And again, I don't know if this is 100%. I know this is a moment with with the Riddler, but I don't know if it happened in Hush. What happens is um, the Riddler says, I know it's you, Bruce, to Batman. He like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as we all know, there's only like, two people or you know all the robins know alfred knows i don't count them um <laughs> i don't count them i don't count them uh superman knows and i feel like there's like one other person that are outside uh you know maybe catwoman catwoman to you know through the whole movie she she definitely gets it but i felt like there was someone else uh, oh the raza ghouls and shit like that right don't yeah. they know he's back yeah yeah they so do. There's, actually there's quite a few people the more yeah. i talk about it <laughs> How many people do know? How many? It's, That's a good. Uh, Doctor Leslie Tompkins would know. Um, uh, Lucius Fox in some continuities. Uh, uh, the black chick who runs the Suicide Squad. Gray. What's her name? Uh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Yeah, that chick. She knows. To the point that in the movie or in the animated series uh, Batman Beyond, she actually takes Batman's DNA, shoots the dad with Batman's DNA to make his DNA Batman's DNA, and then she has a baby with that chick as Batman's DNA and has uh, technically, if they were tested, they'd have the same DNA, and that's the Batman Beyond guy. Like I said, I'm a super nerd, dude. I'm I'm like, I follow these timelines. Yeah, there was a weird twist in Batman Beyond when that. It when that only happened, happened in that actually didn't even happen in Batman Beyond. That's right, it was in that Justice League. In, in Justice League, uh, Heroes Unlimited or whatever. It, that's right. when it happened. Static Shock was a big part of this weird timeline backwards erasing thing. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, you know who knows if that's all canon, but those are all real stories. I'm not making those up. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, anyways, they they have a big uh, Joker, uh, not Joker, uh, Batman and and the Riddler slash Hush. Uh, wait, wait, fight. wait, one more second. One more second. I'm gonna I'm gonna because I didn't get to say what I said. Uh, oh. So in the in Hush, in Hush, in Hush, I forgot I forgot what my point was that I was making. In <laughs> Hush, uh, the Riddler knows it's Batman, and and he gets asked. He's like, "Why didn't you tell the whole world once? You know, because like." It makes sense that the Riddler would know who Batman is because it's the mm-hmm. biggest riddle, right? Like, right. there's only one character that his whole thing is finding out the answers to riddles. Right. Why wouldn't he know who Batman is? That's really what like stuck home with me. And he was like, I thought about it, and I was like, I realized it's Bruce Wayne, and, and I think it was Hush because it was like with Th- Thomas Elliot, and and he's like, Why didn't you tell everybody? And the Riddler says, what's the point of knowing the answer to a riddle if everybody else knows that answer? I like that. So he was like compelled to keep it to himself because he wouldn't be the Riddler if he didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like there's so much – what a good character point for him to like be like – I don't want to tell the Joker. The Joker doesn't know. The Joker's not the fucking Riddler. I figured this out. You know what I mean? Right. And so he can make Bruce Wayne's life miserable because he knows, but he can't tell people why he's trying to make Bruce Wayne's life miserable. It, it's like uh, I, I heard somebody talking about like a, a friend of theirs who's like a big record collector and 
um, is like a really rich guy who has all these like insanely rare jazz records. And they were talking to these, this person about like, isn't it great with like Spotify and iTunes? Like now everyone has access to this music and everyone can listen to this. He's like, no, you're missing the point. It's not about me having the music. It's about me being the only one who has this music. That's why I collect. I don't, I, I want to be the only one with the access. There's something, you know, uh, that's why information, and they talk about this in this movie, uh, Hush, information is worth money. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. data. You know what I mean? Like imagine, you know, the internet's going to end if this corona kills us all, right? The internet one day will just end and we'll go back to like just mailing shit to people, right? It's not like we're going to stop communicating, but it's just going to be so different. So it'll be really cool to have information saved at those points you know what i mean and oh man yeah it's so good and again like i said it's just really it's such a good point for the riddler to be like i know who you are but i i cannot tell people because that ends everything who i am and i feel like they missed that a little bit at the end of hush i know we're getting to the end of hush and Again, they kind of turned like the 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 hush guy who gets his throat slit is the Riddler I love. Mm-hmm. He's smart, he's like still trying to make jokes and riddles. You know, he's not the he's not the Joker. He's the Joker, but not insane. You know what I mean? Right. And um, and at the end, he just turned into a big brute again, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Basically, he he uh, healed himself from this brain tumor by going into the Lazarus pit. And yeah, that made going, him yeah, really strong this... and smart. And that's how he's yeah. able to figure out Batman's identity. Yeah. So anyways, it ends with, uh, he has a big fight with Batman. Batman says like, you know, the Lazarus pit is only temporary. You can, you probably already feel yourself getting weaker. And I love they, that point because like Batman knew so much about the Lazarus pit. You know what I mean? He's like, you yeah. dumb bitch, you dumb bitch. We've <laughs> all been brought back. You're about to die. <laughs> like, yeah. no, so, going. uh, they they fight and then he's he almost uh, falls into this this uh, pit of chemicals this vat of chemicals but Batman saves him and he's trying to pull him up. A uh, correction, but... it's a grinder that's on fire. It's a grinder, that's right. Yeah. It's a grinder that's yeah. on fire. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the building's on fire and Catwoman's like, "Come on, we gotta go." And Bruce is like, "No, we've I've got to save him." And Catwoman cuts the line and allows Riddler to fall to his Loved death to save it. Batman. I did Loved too. It. I did too. Loved it. Loved that moment. It was the it was the best moment in the movie by far. So then they they escape and they have a big fight and he's like I've got to save everyone I can't not try to save anyone. She's like you're gonna get get yourself killed. I can't be in a relationship with you. And they, they go to just wants to she, yeah Selena just wants to make like a real life yeah. And it turns out, it turns out, Batman's the crazy one. He tries to gaslight her. He tries to be like, "You're a kleptomaniac," yeah. and then, then he he tries to gaslight her. And then it turns out, Batman's the one that's crazy. That was right. such a cool ending. If you take it that way, that's kind of what they were saying. You don't have to, but that's what I took from it. That Batman's so, the crazy one. He was like, you have to keep stealing forever. That's why you're a kleptomaniac. And then he was like, I can only save people and i have to do that even if it kills me right. selena could get out of it she could end her life like that that's what she wanted to do it turned out batman couldn't end his bat fucking saving life career such a good right. ending 
So would you recommend Batman Hush? Five stars. Such a five good stars. One. Oh man. Five Definitely stars. recommend. Definitely I, recommend. I, I would recommend it too. I think this was a fun one. I like this. Uh so let's talk about where Jason O'Mara belongs on our big list of Batman. He's currently at uh number nine out of eighty-four. Um, he's the so voice. He's the voice. Yeah, he did the voice. He did wait, the voice wait. of this. Okay, okay, okay. I love this guy's voice. I brought it up earlier. Uh, he's so number way, nine. Yeah, top ten, baby. Jason, yeah. I'll get it, dude. So the way we do the ranking, it's it's not so much like the performance. It's like how good is this Batman? So the first criteria: uh, how good is the the suit? How good's the costume? It was a pretty interesting, good... interesting, interesting, interesting question because here's my favorite part. Okay, so it was like, it was like, it was like he had his costume, he was doing his thing, and then he falls and he hurts himself, right? Pretty mm. iconic, pretty iconic. It was New 52 costume. Uh, for example, I actually like Superman's costume this go around more than I've liked it in previous versions. It feels more, it feels better, uh, Superman specifically. When, the, when all these new costumes came out, I judged them very harshly. It's been about like six years. Uh, the Batman one, a little too blue for me. Yeah, it's very blue. I wish it was more black, but I do like that I, instead of having kind of the, the speedo blue, uh, under, uh, underwear, he's got like more, more like trunks. I like that. Yes. Yes. And they've gone between speedos and trunks a lot in, 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 in some uh, renditions or whatever. Uh, okay. But here's my favorite part in the movie. He like falls, he like bashes his head and then Alfred's like, take this suit. And I'm expecting like some fucking dope ass suit, like some sort of cool, like Ben Affleck, like, you know, you're fighting against all sorts of shit. Take the super suit. Right. The doors open up on this suit, and it looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> there is literally no difference. And then Alfred's like, this one has more padding in the head. And I'm like, <laughs> that was the biggest letdown I've ever had. That, yeah. that was a huge letdown in the movie for me because I was like, it comes up out of the ground. There's like smoke. It's all hydraulics and like, <laughs> and then it's the exact same thing that I saw. Yeah. It is such an obvious moment. Like, let's give him a new, new costume. Um, so how good, how good is the suit? How good is, uh, suit the... six suits at six. Okay. Uh, what about gadgets? He didn't have a ton of gadgets in this. He had batarangs. He had a grappling hook. He had like a bolo. I actually prefer, and I'm not sure if a lot of people would think this, but I actually prefer low-tech Batman because it's more plausible. The things that he did and the things that he's, he's done recently in these fights are very, like, actually real. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, at one point, he's getting smashed in the face by Clayface, right? Mm -hmm. And Clayface... And he literally waits until Clayface is directly in front of him to throw the little bombs. Yeah. Like, he didn't He didn't throw, like, a bomb when the guy was, like, 10 feet away and they humming, hum, you know, like, honed into his face. He waited until the guy was, like, literally right in front of his face to throw them. And, you know, he threw batarangs at Bane and they stick in him and yeah. Bane's like... I'm super strong and I just smash these out. I love moments like that because it really shows that it is just, it's not the tool. 
This is not the tool that saves him. It's how Batman's using the tool. He doesn't, he like just shocked Bane in the face with like a shocker. You know what I mean? Like, right. He gets really fucked up in this. And I think that's that, right. He that's, had a taser. I forgot about the, the taser. He, t- he just tases him right in the face. He just, it, and I, I really like that they're just like, they're just normal things. So I would say nine out of 10 for, for, for gadgets, because like I said, I want them to be in the realm of realism. I don't want them to be magical gadgets. You know what I mean? Right. Um, how good is the, the car? We don't see a ton of the car interior. Um, mostly there's a lot of chatting. Yeah. In the, yeah. There's a lot of chatting in the car. It's definitely um, very bulletproof because they're the goons are like firing machine guns like nonstop and just pinging off. Yeah, car weak sauce, probably like a three or a four. Yeah, I did um, like the, I did like the quick response to how to deal with Bruce Wayne hurting himself. <laughs> they were like, "Take this car, drive it off the edge." Forty Alfred's like forty five miles an hour will do. Just yeah and tuck and roll they and they just trusted that this chick was gonna go pull it off you know what i mean like they just trust each other so much they're like i'm gonna go do this you go do dick grayson's gonna bring him in you know what i mean like yeah it was was really cool uh catwoman is able to put uh nightwing in the car and alfred can like remotely drive yeah that was a really cool car oh let me move it up to five that was a really cool moment where yeah like yeah let me move it up to five i would say not good not bad really right just it 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 didn't do anything special but it didn't undersell itself it was still a very capable machine so is next criteria is is this batman smart this batman's definitely smart he's a great detective he figures everything out he not only figures it out he gets one step ahead uh when he visits um when he goes and visits the sandman he realizes he Clayface. realizes he, he realizes Clayface and he also realizes Enigma. Like he says, Hey, this person is actually the most important important person in this investigation. And you know that because Enigma says, I went to the graveyard trying to catch a bat, but I was one letter off. So yeah. Even Enigma thought, uh, or the Riddler thought Batman was going to show up at Thomas Elliot's grave, but instead right. it was Catwoman. So, uh, so that was a very, like, Batman did something that even the best fucking villain mind person, he just did something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, is this Batman good in a fight? I would say he definitely is. He, he's a lot of great fight scenes in this. Uh, Clayface was the most intense fight of the movie because that guy just literally is abominable, like snowman made of clay and everything else is the realm of reality. And Mm -hmm. this guy's just able to like shoot missiles off and smash him up against a wall and like suffocate him. You know what I mean? Like Clayface is literally like unreal in a world where the hero is supposed to be very real. And guess what Batman did really cool, logical stuff. Like I said, when he, when he waits for him to get closer and then throws the bombs, that was the moment for me. I'm always watching what Batman throws really good animations of Batman. Like there'll be like, you know, two people on the screen. It's usually like green lantern, Superman, green lantern, Batman, the flash, you know what I mean? There's like always like two of them. 
Mm-hmm. And you can like zone in on anyone you but if you watch Batman, he's always like flipping little shit and doing little things if it's a good animation. He's always like smokescreen, then this, and then another batarang, and then this, and then and now I'm putting my mouthpiece in because I've gotta avoid the poison ivy smoke. And I felt right. like he, he did a really good job of this on this one as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so is he effective at fighting crime in general? Like we've done some movies where Batman seems to cause more crime than he stops. Does he? No, that's very fair. Yeah, that's yeah. very fair. I think uh, in this one, he, he stops a lot of crime. He stops, he stops like every one of his villains at some point in this. Bane, Poison Ivy, kid. Catwoman, yep, saved the kid. Yeah, Harley he Quinn, really, the Joker. Yeah, he was really, again, he was really one step of everything. This Hush guy fucked up. He, like, made this whole masterful thing, and Batman was kind of ready for it. He had his other suit that he should have been wearing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Alfred's suggestion to wear the suit with the better helmet was a little too late. You know what I mean? Like, he already right. fell. You know? <laughs> like, bro, come on, dude. You know? Uh, but, no, he was really one up on it, and he's, like, banging Catwoman the whole time. As Bruce Wayne and shit. Nah, he was really chill this movie. Yeah, he did a good job. And then, uh, and he talked to the cops a lot. Like, at the end, they were all, like, the building was on fire and the cops were rolling up and he talked to them. Like, you know? And Uh, then our our final criteria is, uh, because my my co-host Jacob has a a thing about about feet, uh, is do we see Batman's bare feet in this movie? We do not. No, we don't. We don't see, so he gets full marks for that. Yeah. Wow. What a good question. We do not. <laughs> it's a very rare. It's a very rare instance where he's training uh, with like geese and stuff that you see his feet. Those are the was, only times. That well, there's you see... a, a a short where Batman uh, jumps out of his uh, out of his boots, and uh, he has very big, hairy feet, and Jacob felt it was a very horny scene, and it really bothered him, so he made us add that criteria. So Jacob's got a weird thing with feet, because <laughs> every other person in the world would not have thought that was a horny scene. <laughs> That's on Jacob, bro. Like, Jacob's like, whoa, he's showing his feet? Oh my god, bro, this is such you a... You didn't my see pro- these feet. Yeah, my photos <laughs> are so hard. How could he do this to us? Everyone else is like, I didn't even notice shoes were off, bro. Like, Jacob's gonna, you know, I wish he was here, we talk about it. Yeah. So currently, uh, Jason O'Mara is sitting at number nine. I want to move him up one above Diedrich Bader. Uh, do you have any objection to, to moving him up? Who was Diedrich Bader? He played not... Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold and Scooby-Doo in Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I'm totally cool with this. What, and what's right. this guy's name? What, who, who, Paul Amar? Jason O'Mara. Jason O'Mara. Jason O'Mara is such a good fucking... Oh, my God. He's Irish, too. He really does Batman so great. I love hearing his voice. I've said that so many times in this in, in this in, in this recording. That guy really does a good job for Batman. He's it's great. calm. So, it's collected. It's so good. Yeah. So, Jason O'Mara is our new number eight. Uh, Brace, do you have anything you want to plug? Brace? Uh... I'm going to be doing a. Um, when, when's this getting released? How how long? Uh, this will be released uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Okay, great. I will be doing a Bob Ross 
paint stream where I paint trying to follow Bob Ross in the next maybe like three to four days. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm Great. doing. Other than that, I'm staying home. Where can, we, where can people find that stream? Uh, Facebook. So I am Bryce Chevalier. I'm one of Danny's friends. You can see it on that. Um, Facebook, Instagram are the best ways. Yeah. All right. And that's uh, C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R. That and, is uh, correct. Tag me when you post this. Tag me yeah, when you post this. I'll yeah, tag you. Tag me. Yeah. I'm the guy he tags. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Facebook like and, and and Twitter uh, at Danny Rathbun, D-A-N-N-Y-R-A-T-H-B-U-N. And uh, as always, check out my web series, Unpaid Spot, at unpaidspot.com or just uh, on YouTube, Unpaid Spot. Brace wind oh every episode. God, Danny, your shit's so funny, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> that you. one monologue. Literally follow Dan. Don't follow me. Don't follow <laughs> Dude, that one monologue you had, I will never. You're, I can't believe you're a person I know and a good friend. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brace wind every episode by shouting the word 